Welcome to the Coronavirus Weekly Brief. We're your hosts. I'm David Sturman. And I'm Emily Schneider. Here are the headlines you need to know. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration extended the shelf life of Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine to nine months, up from six months. The vaccine can easily be stored and retains its potency when refrigerated at temperatures of 36 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit, a big plus compared to vaccines made by Pfizer-BioNTech and Moderna, both of which must be kept in an ultra-cold refrigerator. In a news release on Friday, the FDA said that the extension was granted after a, quote, thorough review of data, unquote. The one-dose vaccine was hailed as a breakthrough in terms of its convenience and logistical ease, but it has largely fallen out of favor in the United States as the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention now recommends that adults try to use the mRNA shots due to increasing evidence that the J&J shot could trigger a rare blood clotting disorder. The CDC also recommends that people who received a dose of the J&J vaccine receive a booster shot of an mRNA vaccine. Another new coronavirus variant has been identified, and it contains elements of both the Delta and Omicron variants, making it what is known as a recombinant virus. GIS Aid, a global community of scientists, announced this week that the Pasteur Institute in France had shared the first solid evidence of the variant. Quote, these recombinants arise when more than one variant infects and replicates in the same person in the same cells, says Professor Lawrence Young, a virologist at the University of Warwick. Quote, Delta Cron is a product of both the Delta and Omicron variants circulating in the same population, end quote. Recombinant variants are not uncommon, and scientists have stressed that this will not be the last one for the coronavirus. Only a small number of cases of Delta Cron have been identified so far, and there is not enough data to assess the severity of the variant or how well vaccines protect against it. Millions of people are fleeing the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and officials said that the pandemic is no longer top priority. It's now impossible to gauge how the coronavirus is spreading, since testing has been suspended since February 24th, and some cities are under siege with little or no access to medical services. Quote, people are not frightened about COVID anymore, said Dr. Marta Sykum, head of the therapy department at the Clinical Municipal Emergency Hospital in Lvov in western Ukraine. Quote, people are frightened of this war, but with people fleeing on crowded trains and cramming into temporary housing and underground shelters, Sometimes in unsanitary conditions, a new surge of infections is predicted. Ukraine saw cases climb earlier this year, as we covered in the brief, a pattern shared across much of Europe, and was averaging more than 35,000 cases per day in early February. Hong Kong officials are rushing to build quarantine centers as Omicron and Delta variants spread across the city. But in the meantime, as many as 300,000 Hong Kong residents are isolating at home as of Sunday. Hong Kong was sending close contacts of confirmed cases to government-run quarantine centers, but now those centers and hospitals are straining to accommodate the number of cases and the government has adjusted its policies. Now, people who are considered to be a close contact can quarantine at home. Over the weekend, the government announced a new phone hotline to help with the daily needs of those isolating at home who cannot arrange for deliveries of food or basic necessities themselves. Hong Kong is now averaging 24,242 new cases per day, according to data from Johns Hopkins University. 
With funding for COVID response having run out, the White House is warning that stalled efforts to provide further funding could harm the response to the pandemic. The Wall Street Journal writes, quote, As of mid-February, no money was left in the Department of Health and Human Services Public Health and Social Services Emergency Fund for healthcare providers, according to documents that the department shared with Congress and were viewed by the Wall Street Journal, unquote. White House spokesman Kevin Munoz stated, quote, as we have seen, failing to take action and secure urgent COVID response funding now will have near-term consequences for the American people and will leave us more vulnerable to a new variant, unquote. According to the administration, funding is urgently needed to, as the journal writes, lock in orders for treatments and vaccines. The administration has pointed in particular to international competition for antiviral stocks and warned that without funding, domestic laboratory capacity could fall by half. Despite such warnings, Republicans remain skeptical of the need for further funding. The journal writes, quote, Republicans aren't convinced saying the administration shouldn't ask Congress to approve more money while states are sitting on unspent federal COVID-19 relief funds. As of the end of January, the Treasury had about $105 billion in unobligated state and local funds and $10 billion in an unobligated coronavirus capital projects fund, unquote. As we covered last week, an initial plan to tap into and reassign funding for states and localities ran into opposition from some Democrats and from the National Governors Association. On Thursday, the U.S. Department of Labor released data showing that inflation accelerated 7.9% in February. Much of the acceleration was the result of rising energy prices. The Wall Street Journal writes, quote, gasoline rose 6.6% on the month and by itself contributed about a third of the overall monthly increase in consumer prices, end quote. However, the journal notes that inflation appeared in a broad range of products, writing, quote, energy wasn't the whole story. Other items such as groceries, plane tickets, rents, and household appliances saw big price increases as well, in part driven by continued supply chain difficulties rising wages, and, in the case of airline fares, higher fuel prices, end quote. On the other hand, inflation in the price of used and new vehicles appeared to stabilize. To see our daily brief, go to the address in our show notes and follow us on Twitter, at New America ISP. The Coronavirus Weekly Brief was produced by Shannon Lynch and Jason Stewart and was edited by Shannon Lynch. The podcast is brought to you by New America and Arizona State University.